Welcome to the In Awe Podcast, where we amplify women by sharing their unique stories and empower a community through the mission and their message. I am your host, Sarah Johnson, a former school teacher and principal turned author and entrepreneur, living my own leap of faith on a mission to teach masses. Each week, we will feature stories from women who will leave us all in awe of their impact on our world. Welcome back to the In Awe Podcast and our series on gratitude. As Brene Brown tells us, I never talk about gratitude and joy separately for this reason. In 12 years, I've never interviewed a single person who would describe their lives as joyful, who would describe themselves as joyous, who is not actively practicing gratitude. In this series, we are hearing from incredible women whose stories highlight the power of gratitude in their own lives, and I am extremely excited to share today's guest with the In Awe community. Mrs. Trelane Clark is a native of Boston and a mother of two, a vibrant five-year-old daughter and a charming, sweet 15-year-old son. She is currently a middle school assistant principal. Over the course of her 20-plus year career, Trelane has served students and teachers in urban, suburban, public, private, and religious schools as a teacher, school administrator, and workshop presenter in districts inside and out of Boston, Massachusetts, Fairfax County, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. Trelane has lived and breathed education her whole life. When it comes to decisions about students, she is guided by the common principle of doing what's best for students, and she believes when a adults make sound decisions and create the best condition for students, teachers, and staff, then they're doing what's best for children. Trelane enjoys spending time doing anything with her children, reading, especially listening to audiobooks, music, and Boston during the summertime. Trelane is a survivor and not unlike many others, has overcome a number of adversities, domestic violence, divorce, near fatal car accidents. She lives each day as a single mother striving to provide the best life for herself and her children. A strong foundation of faith, and a network of support in family, friends, former educators, and mentors has allowed her to flourish and continue to grow her passion and conviction for educating young people by enabling adults to do all that they can do to guide students toward success. An attitude of gratitude is what she strives to maintain, and she has much to be grateful for. In this episode, Trelane shares how she has overcome obstacles and thrives in resilience through that strong faith, focus on gratitude, and finding community. Through her story, we learn how we too can face our challenges, be grateful for what we do have, and influence others around us using our victories to assist others in their battles. I am so honored to bring to you Trelane Clark's gratitude story. Welcome, Trelane Clark, to the In Awe podcast. I am so excited to feature you on this podcast and have my listeners hear your wonderful story today. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. Well, you are being featured on the series on gratitude, so I'm grateful that you would step out of any comfort zone to have this interview. And then I'm also grateful that Jay Posick, uh, after the NPC session, just brought you right up to me and said, look, <laughs> you need to connect with this woman. So that's wonderful. Would you share just a little bit about your current contacts so listeners can come a little bit more to know you? Sure. Um, I am a currently a middle school assistant principal in a district just south of Boston. I'm originally from Boston, but I have had the opportunity to serve students and teachers um, in Boston, in Virginia, and Washington, D.C. over the past, I believe, this will be 23 years. Working right now to support teachers in developing relationships with students as best as possible in order to communicate the content that they want to deliver each day. That's a really wonderful span of time for a career. I'm sure you've seen a lot in your life. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> yes. yes. I've been able to work in, in public, private, urban, suburban, religious, non-religious, kind of a, almost the whole gamut. 
See, I, this is why I know you are meant to be on the series on gratitude because you said I'm able to, and just even the wording there, it'd be so easy to just say, you know, I have worked or I've served here, but you were, you know, I'm sure that there's just a nice trail of experience that has led you to the space that you're in now and then where you're heading in the future. So we were talking about where to feature you on this podcast. And I'm really excited because I think that there's going to be a wonderful mission in your message today, Trelane, in regard to some challenges that you faced and the ways that you've been able to rise up from them. So do you want to just kind of get right into it and share a little bit about that, the spaces that you've, that you've been so we can get to that space of gratitude? You label yourself as a survivor. So let's, let's chat about that. Being a survivor, I think for me, has been something that is not not easily. I I, I wouldn't do, I don't want to dismiss the fact that everything that I've gone through, there are plenty of things that have happened to me that have happened to other people. But I do think that it's uh, worth noting. I'm a survivor of domestic violence. I spent about 17 years in an abusive relationship um, and in and out of an abusive relationship, I should say. I am actually very proud of that. I'm proud of the fact that I got out. (laughs) Um, And well, you should be. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, um, because I do recognize that so many um, women and men um, are not able to get out. And so uh, that is one of the many reasons that I am very, very grateful. It's not something that I think about all the time, but I do not dismiss the importance of that time period and the value of what those experiences taught me that have been able to shape my perspective and my view um, on the world and then how I actually enter and move through the world. So I really, if you're comfortable, let me peel that apart a little bit because I think about how we can educate the listeners right now on this topic in general and not have to get too far into the spaces of your story because we never want to um, make our <laughs> our guests feel uncomfortable. But what is it um, in regard to this domestic violence um, or abuse that you could share, you know, any myths or, or educate our listeners just a little bit about what you've learned coming out of that, um, ways that you maybe support or grow from that? What are some of the major things that you'd like our listeners to know about about domestic abuse? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> there's so many things. There's so many myths about um, what domestic violence is and, and who are the, I, I hesitate to use the word victim and I, I've never used the word victim in terms of myself in regards to my experiences. But um, one, of the, one of the great myths I think about um, folks who end up in a domestic violence situation is that they have experienced domestic violence somewhere in their own personal history. And that's not true for me. Um, I did not grow up, I have an amazing family. Um, I did not grow up witnessing um, any type of domestic violence. I mean, I think that there were some things that were, you know, difficult tensions, you know, Um, but the things that I experienced in my marriage, I did not see and I wasn't familiar with. And so because of that, when I was a part of that, I actually didn't know how to name it 
for a while. I didn't know what it was. Um, I didn't know what the characteristics were. Um, I didn't know how the things that I was experiencing and feeling were um, connected to domestic violence. Um, so I, I, w- I would say that would be one of the biggest things. And then I think the second myth that I often, uh, that often comes up when people, um, I'm talking about this with people, is that they say, well, you don't look like you went through domestic violence. <laughs> and I just say, and what does that look like? Hmm. You know, it doesn't have a face. It doesn't have uh, a specific profile. It doesn't have um, a a very perfectly crafted um, outcome. Um, It's so varied. It's so um, diverse in its forms, um, its frequency, how people are able to overcome it or not reasons why it's the, which is why I can make it so complex to unpack and to understand. And so it definitely looks different for every individual, but you know, I don't have the quote unquote face of domestic violence. And I really wish folks would not say that, you know, you don't look like you were in that type of a relationship. You're, you're so strong, you know, (laughs) people will say things like that. And I'm like, yeah, I am now. And part of that is because of what I went through. Well, and that is such a beautiful statement. I am now. And it's because of what I went through, because I know that, uh, you know, any person to be able to lift themselves out of this situation. And, you know, you use the term kind of flippantly, but anybody who's been through a trauma, um, traumatic phase or period of their lives, it just, you know, it's got to always kind of hang there like some soul dust. <laughs> oh, I love that word. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of the, the word that the phrase that's come to my own life when I've got some soul dust and I just, you know, try to breathe life into it um, in the ways that I can. And, and part of that is practicing, you know, the gratitude and being thankful. And that's how I'm sure that you've become so resilient and strong. Mm-hmm. So I, a couple of questions before we move forward into that topic. One more that I'd like to know about this. You, when you say you speak to people about it, um, are you using your voice to, for others, Trilene? Thank you for this first, uh, second opportunity, I would say, to use my voice for this. Yes. Um, but no. Um, and over the last few years and, and being a school leader, I would say even probably as a teacher, I was able to I call them uh, nuggets. I was able to drop nuggets of my story with different individuals, particularly parents, you know, because once you've experienced um, domestic, abu- domestic abuse or domestic violence, um, it and, and you recognize it and you know what it is and you've studied it, you've learned about it, you're a, a lot more adept at recognizing the signs in people when you talk to them. And so when I felt that in my spirit, I might share or I might ask a question that might help the person to feel more comfortable. And I would have to say that there have been too many times where I've been right. And I, and I am grateful for that because I know that mm. there, is, um, there, there is a spirit 
much greater than me that has allowed every single thing in my life to happen. And that includes these chance encounters with, um, in my case, particularly women who have been in difficult situations and really not sure as to how to talk about it or who to share it with or what next steps to do. And um, I've been able to to at least sow a seed of, of I would say, hope um, that whatever they choose to do about it, they're able to. Um, I did have an opportunity to speak at a small women's conference uh, just earlier this year, actually, and that was my first time speaking publicly um, about it. So um, I'm really excited that I'm able to. I'm at a place now in my life where I feel like I can talk about it more openly. Um, and uh, again, I'm, I'm very grateful to be in that space. I just am beaming over here because, you know, thinking about using our voice, we often think stage or, or even this podcast is I'm so honored by the way that I get to be the, this um, formal way of amplifying your story, because I know there are listeners right now that need to hear yours. There is a mission in your message and we're just seeing the start of that. But also I really, really value. I'm so grateful that you point out that your voice um, actually probably is most impactful in those uh, transactional experiences that you've had face to face with people in that pit. Mm -hmm. And and just getting this beautiful vision of you kind of rising further out of yours with each person that you've shared with or that you've seen or that has been pointed in your path to help. And it's really kind of a beautiful image of you, Trelane. And I think why it's so perfect that you're featured on this gratitude series, because again, I hear you saying words like, I'm grateful that this happened so I can help others. <laughs> um, that's not the way that everybody looks at at the tough spaces of their lives. I know we've talked about you, um, you know, being a resilient person. And so would you like to just share a little bit about what you think at this point in your journey might have helped you to be so resilient? I, I kind of mentioned it before. I definitely feel that my my faith and my belief in God has definitely um, helped me to tap into being resilient. And I say tap into because um, a part of, I think, many people's journey around faith is this idea of, you know, is this possible? Is this true? Is this real? Um, but I think once we know something in the back of our minds or sometimes even in the front of our minds and it then it enables us to be able to say you know i i can do this this is not um and i'm not alone in this um and that is a, a huge piece of being resilient is knowing that you're not the only person that has experienced something um and with that taking the risk to talk about it with the women in, in my life, uh, people that I've come across, people that have been in my life for many, many years. Um, it took a while to actually say what was going on. And as soon as I started opening up about that, then I found people who were in my tribe. You know, that's kind of a new term, you know, finding your tribe and finding those women who are able to support you. And, um, those different women have and 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 there were later on some other men who were very 
critical in helping me to be resilient and know that this was not my last stop, that I have a whole lot more to do and to give. And so I think that that's been a part of that resiliency. Oh, I love it. I love that it's uh, based in community and finding your community and it's not your last stop. And certainly uh, today is not either. So really (laughs) grateful to have you here. So that is a huge part of your journey, right? But you uh, exemplify resilience and every day, I would say, when I think about whatever that part of your story and whenever you are ready to share that piece of it, just moving yourself out of that really dark space into um, more challenge, right? Because you are a single mother, correct? I am. (laughs) Do you want to share a little bit about that part of your life? Yeah. Oh my goodness. My children are everything to me. They are everything. Um, And in fact, my son, I, I say that he is really the reason why I was able to leave. Um, at the time, I, I I wasn't necessarily completely ready to leave. I did it all afraid. And I kept saying that I have to do this for him. And so he's the reason why I left, because he deserved better. And um, he's amazing. He's in high school now. Um, and I also have a five-year-old girl. Um, and they are my everything. So I have to model resiliency because man, oh man, they keep me busy. <laughs> um, as children do, um, but they are just, their spirits are beautiful. They're bright kids. They're friendly kids. Um, so they, they really do. Um, uh, they just make my heart happy. <laughs> And what a what a gift, right? So, well, a couple of things. One is, I think you said that you did it in fear. Yeah. And I love it because we think of brave as you know this bold, courageous, fearless individual. And really, I think of you as my model for courage because we do things despite the fear. Like we mm-hmm. feel the fear and we do them anyway, and that yeah. is real courage. Yes. So thank you for sharing that piece. And also, um, I could just hear your voice light up about your about your children. (laughs) And those are quite the ranges in age. So yes. (laughs) And then I think, goodness, you're an assistant principal and a single mama of a five year old and a high school boy. (laughs) Any kind of crazy stories that are fun to share that you'd like to about just being in that space of of a professional and a mama and, and all that? Oh my goodness. Um, well, my five-year-old is a funny story. <laughs> she, like, she exists. I think, I think she came to bring a different level of joy to our lives because she is such a ham and she is just, um, she's way too smart for her age. So we recently just left a vacation and we were driving back home. So I was going, oh, I don't want to go back home. I had such a great time. You know, I was kind of fake crying. And she says to my son's friend in the backseat, oh, that's what she does when she's emotional. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Remember this. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, but, um, I mean, I think it probably just to transition a little bit in terms of the resiliency, um, you know, I, as I taught for about 17 years before I started in the school leader realm, there were definitely some times where I just was about to give up on 
the dream of becoming a school leader. You know, um, I, I didn't intend to spend that long in the classroom. Um, and I kept saying, okay, maybe I'm not going to be an, a, a school leader. Maybe it's not for me. Maybe I'm not good enough for it. And I just kept pressing. I kept pressing. Um, and I kept trying different schools and taking opportunities that I wasn't even quite sure that I could do. Um, and I think that that is another example of resiliency because, um, again, I'm grateful for every opportunity that I've been given to sharpen my skills to be able to become a school leader. And, I, and I'm still in that space. And I'm, not, I'm not done learning how to be a great school leader. <laughs> yes. And again, the phrasing there that grateful to sharpen my skills um, and, and that you're not done. And it's nice to hear that always every, every time I can hear somebody say things like that, that we haven't arrived just because you are always striving for a school leadership position. You're not, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to be done with that. So that's really, it's a good message and it's a wonderful model for your children and for the students you work with and the staff you work with, and also to influence up any, any uh, supervisor that you have or board or whatever, you know, it's a really wonderful space that you're in that you're representing. And I'm grateful that you are. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So Trilene, how about uh, just this idea of gratitude? Are there any, um, you know, one of the things that I do in the series, I've mentioned Brene Brown's quote about happiness being a state of attitude, basically, and joy, joy really emanating from a spirit of gratitude. Is there anything that you specifically practice that, that you could pinpoint helps you be gracious? Or is this just something you have kind of innately in your spirit that comes naturally? I do have to say that when times get hectic, I have to remind myself to be grateful and to actually spend time in the space of thinking about, you know, I have so many blessings. I have so many great places to to secure support. And so I do a lot of that through prayer, sometimes through journaling. Sometimes really, I think I try to do it without even knowing it, just in terms of my interactions with people, um, by being able to share an encouraging word with someone else. I I feel that those are ways of being, of practicing gratitude just by giving something back to someone and not necessarily something physical, but um, giving a word, giving time, um, you know, even if it's a social media post that may encourage somebody because it encouraged me. um, I think those are probably some, some ways that I do practice gratitude. And you're right on. And I also think that, you know, I like that you mentioned that it's not always easy. And I thought, well, because you're human, that's good to know. (laughs) 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 You know, gratitude is not an easy thing. And some, you know, some people, yeah, sure, it comes naturally too. But I love this idea that we can have an attitude of gratitude and that is a part of it. But really kind of deploying that gratitude and sitting in the space of being grateful for, you know, your five-year-old, being grateful for your son being grateful for the stress of the job because you've got it you know honestly the the gratitude piece doesn't 
always come naturally to to everybody. So I think I've tried to point out in the interview a few times the way your words really kind of flow naturally. It's it's really fun to hear. And um, and it's not it's not a small thing because I really do think that gratitude is a superpower mm-hmm. uh, for people who can practice it well. So, okay. Well, I have a couple of uh, standard questions that I like to ask on this podcast, Trillane, and I'm so excited to hear your answers because I know they're going to be really inspiring and full of wisdom. So the first one is, if you could write a letter to yourself at any age or stage, what would you say? I love this question. The first thing I would say is love yourself. The next thing I would say is to believe that you are valuable, you are beautiful, you are enough and not to doubt your abilities. I would tell myself to be grateful for every moment, every person, every experience, because each will play in the role of the development of you. Would that be to yourself yesterday or? (laughs) (laughs) Every day. (laughs) Every day, I love it. Okay, that's wonderful. Thank you for that. I was sitting in a moment where I'm like, oh, I heard that. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you... So I know that there are going to be listeners that have heard your story and they're sitting in a, a pit of fear or doubt. Maybe they've got their own story to share. Maybe they're um, hearing the mission and your message about uh, any part of your story of being a single mama, of um, somebody who's come through some significant events, maybe even um, a person who's experienced domestic violence right now. If they are find themselves in a pit of fear or doubt, what words do they need to hear from Trillane right now to assist them? <laughs> that's, that's a multi-layered question. I would say get help immediately if someone is in a situation where they feel fearful and not to wait. At the same time, I would say they have to do it when they're ready. No one else can make someone leave and um, I learned that several times. So when you're ready, you can get out. I would say that. And just to put a pin into this too, what a gift that you um, empower others to say it's in your time and in your space. And it might be now. Okay, so I know that you have an awesome book to recommend. So um, I've been hearing kind of some echoes of the content of it as, as we've been talking here. Is there a book that you would recommend for our listeners? I would recommend The Gift of Imperfection by Brene Brown, which was great that you had a quote from her. Um, she's just absolutely amazing. When I read that book, when I read the title of that book, I said, the gift of imperfection. Wait, I'm over here try, striving to be perfect. So how can imperfection be a gift? I'm really confused <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, and I actually have, um, I, I listened to it on audio and I've actually listened to it twice. Um, and I probably will listen to it again eventually because I do think I constantly need that reminder that being imperfect, being who I am is a gift because I am a gift and the things that I have, the things I have to offer, the things I have to share, the interactions that I have are all things that can benefit not only others, Mm. but also myself and developing those things myself. And so I need to embrace all of those things in order to fully and truly become the person that I was designed to be. So I love that book. 
Oh, yes. And so many really strong, practical um, guideposts, as she calls them, right, for wholehearted living. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm so grateful that you recommended her book. And I think it's so perfectly pointed for you to have that reminder, to give yourself that reminder that you are uniquely you and nobody else has your story. And for us to kind of, you know, summarize that here at the end to say, while this interview was something that may have caused you a little bit of, you know, distress or anxiety to share, I'm so grateful that you would, that you'd come here. And this is no small thing, Trelane. Your story, it matters. You are so uh, uniquely you and powerful in your space in the world. And I'm so excited that I get to amplify you so that others can hear this wonderful story and know that it is good. And it's so hard to be vulnerable. It's so risky to share these, these pieces, but you know, the, the more we do that, the more we, we are seen and the more that others can see our light. So I'm so grateful that you would bring out that piece of it. And also your entire story is just so cool. Is there, is there space for me to leave with a few last words? I want to hear them right now. Yeah. (laughs) So There are two other words that I think have been very important. Say yes. Say yes to opportunities to connect with like-minded women. Say yes to being vulnerable when it feels so raw. Say yes to opportunities that come to you to stretch and grow you into the possibilities of what you can become. Say yes to reinventing yourself over and over and over again. Mm. Say yes to the woman you were, the woman you are, and the woman you're becoming. Say yes to gratitude. And say yes to the possibility that there is something or someone in the universe who is rooting for you. Say yes to you. I'm emotional right now. (laughs) I'm rooting for you. I am so rooting for you, Trillian. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Well, I'm grateful to, uh, again, to tie this up. Trillian and I met at the National Principals Conference after I had been really vulnerable myself and a person in my life that has, you know, and unwittingly, Jay didn't always know what he was doing for me while I was in a really dark pit myself. And, um, you know, he just came right up and brought this wonderful soul sister right here to me. And now I get to share her. It's just such a, a really beautiful way, the way God works in our lives. And I get to share you now and say, yes to you. Thank you you so much. It's been great. Well, I know that my listeners, Trelane, are going to want to connect with you after this interview. So what would be the best way for them to engage with you? Sure. I would love to. Um, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Trey Clark Leads. That's T-R-E-C-L-A-R-K-L-E-A-D-S. And I'm also on Voxer at tclark0314. Awesome. And as always, I will make sure to link those in the show notes, listeners, so you can just click on it and you'll be right connected to Trelane. Well, Trelane, I am just so grateful again. Thank you so much for being featured on this series, for coming to this space so vulnerably and just gifting my listeners with your wisdom and me um, for this wonderful life-breathing, awe-inspiring interview. Thank you so much, Sarah. 
I continue to be completely awe-inspired by every single guest on this podcast, and I am so grateful every time you choose to share, rate, review an episode. It matters so greatly to the mission and the message of our guests, and I appreciate every time you help one another rise by lifting up the message. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you being a part of this awe-inspiring community.